From bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau in completion or in qual- compliance, in corroboration, collaboration with Memo EX 1063. On today's meeting, we have roller derby shenanigans, city hall, goings on, innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and oh so much more. This meeting is now in session. How are you doing? I am in completion. Completion? Or compliance. You're in compliance I'm, with completion? Yes, I, apparently. Apparently, yeah. I, have, I have no idea what I'm saying. Well, that's okay. It's you don't really need to know course. what you're saying at the Queen City Improvement Bureau. No way. You just have to say it with force and conviction. Yep. And completion. Yep. Are you complete? I am. I'm absolutely complete. I good. feel good now. Are you ready for meeting? Because I'm ready for meeting. I am so ready and raring for meeting. I have never been more ready for meeting Excellent. in my life. Attendance? Should we do it? Uh, we should know who's here. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm here. Okay, so you're here. So you must be um, Dean Palich. Oh, geez, no. No, that's not me. Because I was looking forward to Dean Pretty Palich. sure I'm not Dean Palich. Because, I mean, l- l- listen to that last name. It sounds barely plausible. And I kind of look like a Dean. I know, you do. You've got a little, got some Dean about, about the edges of your eyes. Yeah. Um... I don't see him. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I don't see him either. Oh, hold on. You know, this is a little embarrassing. I think I'm, I mixed up the letters in the name. Oh, no. Um, should we just... Paul Duchenne? Then I am here. Oh, you're Paul Duchenne. I am Paul Duchenne. I thought so. Yeah. I didn't want to say. I didn't want, you know that thing where you yeah. go up to somebody in a crowd and you say, hey, and it's somebody you don't know them? Right. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Do you frequently go up to people in the crowd and say, hey, Dean, Pleach, how are you doing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And one day I will actually Someday meet Dean Pleach. Yeah. And then we'll have him on the show. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, also we have uh, Made in Angora. Made in Angora? No, Made made Nangora. Made Nangora. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he was a um, champion maid for like from 77 to 83. Oh, in the maid championships. Yeah. What other those. maid? Yeah, from the yeah, maid, yeah, maid yeah. association. No, those are huge on Japanese TV. They are. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, he pioneered being a maid by being a male maid. Mm-hmm. Maid Nangora. Yeah. So we're going to get him in. He's going to talk about his experiences as a champion maid and the years of drug addiction that followed. Oh, no. Yeah. That's sad. I didn't know about that. Yeah. You know, he's, well, I mean, yeah. but it's, I think it's time for him to talk. Because we could use it. a champion maid to come down here with a feather duster and, you know, dust, the dust, feathers. dust them things. Yes. Yes. Dust the feathers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you know, give us a little tickle. I, I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> You wreck all my fun, Amy. <laughs> I do, I do. It's it's my job. Um, but uh, you know, I um, not here. Uh, this is a little it. awkward. What's uh-huh. that? Not here. Yeah, and I, you know, and I think I've mixed up the letters. Oh. Name. Um, so I think Maid Dangor isn't going to be here. So we can. Uh, oh, Aiden Morgan. That's you. Sure. I'm positive. You know, you say it is it, on your name tag. You say, oh, okay. Never your mind. name tag. Okay, we're good. It's on a little like plaque on your desk. I have a desk. Yeah, there's that photo right behind you of you in the frame with Aiden Morgan written underneath it. Right, and I'm actually and holding you, up a sign and pointing to it, and it says, "My name is Aiden Morgan." Yeah, and it's signed. Yeah. Love you, Aiden. Love Aiden. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I try to remember my name that way, mm-hmm. but if I don't look at the sign for like the photo, I forget. Yeah. So. Okay, so we can mark you as here. Yes. And then we can move on with the agenda because attendance is now officially done. Great. Do we have quorum? 
We do not. Oh, well. So nothing we do matters, but let's do it nope. anyway. Okay. All right, but we do we have uh, what do we what do we have on the agenda? We have um, pile of bones, roller derbies, Ruby raw bones. Correct. Hey, oh. Ruby. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really How well. How did you get down here? How did I get down here? It took me a while. Yeah. But I followed the signs and I made it. Oh, oh good. good. There were signs. Yes. You know, I should look at the signs more often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe if we follow them backwards. In reverse order, we, we can, can get find out our way basement. out. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Anyways, thanks for coming in. Uh, I have a note here that says, "Ask about championships." Derby almost done. Yes, that's correct. Derby what? is almost done. We just get you here, and Derby's almost done. Right? Kind of a little bit sad, for, uh, but not forever. But not forever. Just for the season that it's almost done. We uh, this Saturday we have our championship bout. So our juniors are playing at 4.30. So you'll see two juniors play, uh, two teams. And then at 6.45, 6.45? I should probably check my notes. Yes, correctly. <laughs> 6.45 is when the senior team championship bout for first place happens. And then uh, probably around 8-ish will be our second bout of the evening. So it's guaranteed to be a really great night at Derby. Okay, so this is Saturday? Saturday. This Saturday at the Cali Curling Club. Okay, Saturday, cool. September the 9th? Correct. The okay. ninth, yes. At the curl, at the there won't curling. be any curling matches going on. Thankfully, no, no, no okay. curling yet. Have you thought about combining the two? Um, I am. <laughs> I don't know. That could get really messy really quickly. That's true. Like you yeah. know, you try it. You're trying like in the middle of a bout, and the, the rocks come. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone would get hurt. Yeah. Okay. Probably the curlers. And I imagine, yeah. <laughs> Roller skating on ice, too, I bet would be hard. That would be dangerous, yeah. That yeah. wouldn't work out well for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, we had Parks and Rec on. Right. I think it was actually at the beginning of last season. Okay. Yeah. But maybe you could, like, just... Do you have, like, a 25-word elevator pitch? Uh, you know, if you had to, like, sell the concept mm. of what Derby is okay. to a big Hollywood producer. Okay. What is derby okay for those who don't know all right so derby is a fast-paced sport uh full of athleticism contact and intensity uh so even if you're not really familiar with the support you're gonna you're gonna come out you're gonna feel the energy of the crowd the energy of the players and you're gonna get into it and it's really exciting you might have no idea what exactly is happening you might figure it out throughout the night but you're gonna have a ton of fun we put on a really great event and people take it very seriously so the skaters are going hard and hitting hard the entire evening yeah but if I'm like a Hollywood producer and you're doing an elevator pitch, oh, you gosh. have to give me two movies that you combine together to explain oh. it. Oh, so boy. would you say it's like maybe um, The Expendables crossed with Fast and the Furious because Wheels? Okay, correct. And yes. Thelma and Louise. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. I mean, you've definitely thought about this more than I have. Yeah. And you probably have a better elevator pitch than I do. So I'm going to use that in the future. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it would be like Whip It combined with. Whip it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. Uh, that's what I thought. But I, I thought it maybe I needed to be a bit more exciting. But I appreciate right. you know, the whip it and the whip it. Oh, no. you could do whip it uh -huh. live the musical. Oh, wow. Okay, I like that. I like yeah. that. Combined with. Combined with. I don't know. I just think whip it live the musical. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you're right. I think we yeah. should get to work. Combined on that. with nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and there's there's and it's 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 intense beyond just like the sport itself of like people skating in a circle really fast right and um 
trying to get points and hitting each other a lot. Right, correct. Um, you've got like pumping music. Yes. Ja- like jamming tunes for the jamming. Right. And you guys are like insanely popular We're, we, in, in the Queen City. We have a really great fan base. Uh, a lot of people that regularly come out to watch it. So we're lucky that it's not just like our parents and our friends that come. We have a lot of people that really have gotten into Derby and have supported us over the 10 seasons. And so the Cali Curling Club is full of a ton of really great energy the night of our boats. Yeah. And your name is like Ruby Rawbones. Correct. And um, the person we had on before is Parks and Rec. Correct. And she had, now, y- these names in roller derby are awfully, dare I say, violent. You won't hit me for saying that? No, no, absolutely not. I think it's it's your opportunity to pick something a little right. fun. Some maybe are a bit stronger than others, and some are, you know, play on words. You know, we've yeah. got, like, I, well, I was just thinking, we got Cindy Dropper, so, okay, drop her. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Ginger, Bad Brand, or just to name a few skaters. So it's kind of all over the spectrum of what they can be. It's yeah. totally up to you. You get to you get to pick what, what you want to be in derby or who you want to be, I guess. But you seem so nice. I am so nice. <laughs> And yes, <laughs> but I'm really competitive, so I might be really nice to you right now. But on the track, if you get in my way, you might I might make you get out of my way. So oh, yeah. Oh, I, that, I take that as a threat. Well, that's not a yeah. threat. It's just like letting a, you know a, what might or might not happen in the okay. event we play derby against each other. It's right. just information. Exactly. Right. Take it as you want. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I might wander onto the track, <laughs> kind of you know, distractedly. <laughs> With questions. <laughs> With questions. Yes, for an interview. I'll be like, excuse me. Yeah. Would not work out. How long have you been doing derby? Uh, this it would have been my seventh season of yeah. roller derby. Yeah. So this year I'm not skating. I'm just coaching. But Oh, really? Yeah, I've been involved for seven years. Who are you years. coaching? Uh, so I coach our Fresh Meat program, which is the senior skaters that basically learn how to play roller derby. I coach them. And then I also coach one of our travel teams, the Grave Diggers. And I also help coach uh, our other travel team, the Sugar Skulls. And I also uh, just started coaching our junior skaters this year. Okay, so how many teams are we talking here that you guys have in this we the, have a, the league? We have a lot. So yeah. for our senior league, we have four house teams. So okay. that's kind of everybody in the league is evenly divided up amongst the, the four house teams. And then we have two competitive travel teams. And then for our junior league, we have one competitive travel team and then two house teams. Wow. So lots. Lots yeah. of people play derby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I remember when derby started vaguely. Right. And it was just two teams, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Like, you guys have really grown. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been uh, probably the Beavers and the Lolitas yeah. way back when. When I started, there was just two teams, the Beavers and the Lolitas, and then we introduced the Bombshells, and then this year we introduced the Wascana Creeps. So. Wow. Yeah. That's good. I yeah, like that name. Yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. a great logo, too. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What is the it's logo? It's like a, like a sea monster coming out of the water kind of for the Wascana Creeps. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Super awesome. You know you guys are like this uh, cross-programming this weekend. Swamp Fest is on at the same right. time. Right. I just saw guys. something, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, we have to go to the... Um, sorry, now I'm thinking about Swamp Fest. It's so, okay. We've got a time machine. We can do both. <laughs> we can do that, yeah. So we'll go next. We'll go to the uh, German Club on Friday, and then we'll yeah. go to the Cali Club on Saturday. Sounds yeah. like an excellent weekend. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a heck of a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What 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 attracts uh, people into Derby? Like nice people, <laughs> correct? Who want to have, people, <laughs> law-abiding citizens <laughs> with normal names, right? Who want to be known as things like Ruby Rawbones and right. skate really fast? Like what is what is the thrill of Derby for you? Well, I I think it depends a little bit. So I grew up playing hockey, so really competitive, and then kind of in. 
uh, after university, I didn't really have anything. And then I saw that Regina had roller derby and I had seen uh, Whip It and I, there was an A&E series in it. I kind of was like, this is something I could do. Like, I could totally do this. So I got the gear and I went out, tried out, and then stuck with it. So I think it, it's appealing because it's different. So not necessarily for people that have a sporting background. We we coach a lot of skaters that have never played sports, that have never skated. So it kind of appeals to everybody. And then it also appeals to people in the sense that we, we can take anybody and we can help mold you. So you don't have to have, like, a super fit body or you don't have to have these certain ideals that you think you have to look like. Everybody has a place in derby. And so we can we can help you learn the skills regardless regardless of where you're coming from. What sort of uh, age ranges do you get with derby? Well, our junior our junior league is uh, from 7 to 17, and then our our, our senior league is 18 plus. So uh, we have skaters that are 18 up into the 40s. So it's a really great range of ages uh, represented in derby. Well, you can roller derby in your 40s? You can do whatever you want in your 40s. Uh, I don't feel like that. <laughs> I can barely get my paperwork done. <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe play roller derby, have some fun. We need refs. Yeah. We're always looking for refs. Oh, that's right. So um, that is a thing. So it, it is a. It is a. Typically, I, I've heard that there are leagues in other provinces where that are um, mixed gender. Right. Yeah. Um, but here it is uh, basically like a, a woman's only sport. But then there's dudes who uh, referee. Yeah. So we have. Uh, yeah, we have refs. So uh, we're always looking for skating officials to be able to skate. Uh, roller derby is super awesome, but it also requires a lot of refs for whatever reason so we're always looking for people that are willing to come out and help is, ref is this because they get injured so frequently that you need to have like a bunch like of on, on the bench ready to go mm, yeah. no thankfully oh. it's just that we just there's inside pack refs there's jam refs there's outside pack refs uh when they kind of like the resurgence i don't know if people just thought we needed lots of refs and so there's right. there's a lot probably like versus like hockey or something right mm -hmm. you know yeah it's kind of like with say tennis where you have to have people watching the line maybe yeah, if right. i watch tennis but yeah why yeah <laughs> i'd rather watch derby <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. um and another thing with derby it's not fake right like, it's not like you're not like no. professional no wrestlers. it's it's a real deal yeah like you get hit you're getting hit hard yeah. and i mean it's just like you know it's like i'm gonna throw the similarities to hockey you can't throw an elbow you can't hit someone from behind you're gonna get a penalty for that but it's full contact so you can body check you can skate into someone as long as you do it within the rules and you do it safely it's game on hmm. yeah. well i've never heard of this hockey thing but no uh, no but i'm sure but it, but i'm sure it's great too <laughs> yeah yeah because really i mean like there's there's roller derby and there's cricket there really aren't other sports um, lawn bowling. Yeah, there is lawn bowling. Yeah. Yeah, and there's full contact lawn bowling. Yeah. That's when you just throw the darts at each other. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and fire golf. Fire golf. <laughs> there is fire golf. You need, but the, the hazmat suits and everything in the patio. Yeah, really, really expensive. expensive. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's for wealthy people. <laughs> wealthy people who don't mind a bit of fire. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we are on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Communities Radio, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, I'm Paul, and uh, I'm here with Aiden, uh, yep. as always, and Ruby Rawbones from Pile of Bones Roller Derby. Um, 
you mentioned that there's like fresh meat that you've got like so fresh meat is like new skaters Correct. like grown yes. up skaters yeah. though yeah. but you've also got kids yes yeah we actually have our learn to skate program for our junior skaters skaters starting on September 27th so huh. coming up in a couple weeks uh, it's about a 12 week program where we're going to it's similar to the adults we're going to teach them the basic skills how to skate um, kind of what they need to know to be able to learn to eventually play roller derby and so it's a, a specific program where we kind of teach them everything that they could need to know to, in order to play derby Right. What do what do kids get out of this? Like, how how does how does roller derby as opposed to like I don't know, um, taking flute or taking something? Flute, okay. Like, how does okay. it how does it impact kids' lives? Okay, I'll try to draw some parallels, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think you know the physical fitness is is a really important thing, and like I said before, it's kind of an everybody work. So uh, you can come in with no you know, history and really sports or anything like that. And we're going to be able to help you figure it out. Uh, it's really challenging. You have to be able to push yourself. So you have to learn to literally get back up. You fall, you have to get back up, which I think in life is a really important thing oh. to have to be able to work through. Uh, and then there's really good friendships that are built out of Derby because you get to meet other people that maybe you wouldn't be in the same social circles with or you don't go to the same school with. So you get to create a lot of really great friendships and bonds um, because of roller derby. Yeah. Um I'm, okay, so I'm not sure how to approach this because I am a dude. Okay, sure. Um, but it's... Sorry? I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, oh. I, again, I did not want to embarrass myself by, like, bringing it up. Well, I guess the back of my T-shirt, which says I am a dude, is against my chair right now, so you might not have exactly, seen that. Yeah, I mean, I read yeah. it, but then you forget yeah. when you turn around. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it has to be a like for so many of the women's sports traditionally mm -hmm. have been non-contact. Correct. Um, this must be very sort of d different um, when you get into it as a, as a as a young woman. Right. Like how does was 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 that like to go into a full contact sport when maybe that isn't something you've been socialized to uh, see as like a feminine activity? Right. Well, the first time you get to hit someone, it's really awesome because it's you very quickly learn what your body is capable. And I think for a lot of young women, that's pretty powerful to be like, I can be strong wow. and it's okay, uh, and this body can do really great things. Uh, right. So you can hit people. You can use different parts of your body to slow them down to block them, and so. Uh, for me, when I joined, I really gained an appreciation for what my body was capable of and how far I could push it and how strong I really, really was. So hmm. that's what I got out of Derby. Yeah. And what about like the whole community? Because um, one of the things that I've noticed, I've, I've been to a couple of the Correct. matches, uh, that uh, you are like four teams within the league competing mm -hmm. and then two junior teams competing. Mm -hmm. And yet... Like you guys all train together, right? Right. Like yeah. there's a there's a very much a sort of like a community aspect to it between you know the players on all teams, mm -hmm. a very sort of supportive atmosphere, and with the audience as well, mm -hmm. like right down to like the people who are selling merch and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's you know you're at practice together, we all train together, but then when it comes game time, we're competitors. But when the jam's over, we're going to be friends, and then we're competitors, and then we're friends, and then after we go to the after party, we might have a drink or two, and we're back to back to just being friends. And it's really there's this really great companionship that you you know when you're in the middle of a jam it's game on after the jam you're going to be dancing and having fun or you know going for a drink or ice cream after practice uh it's it's re it's a really nice environment to be in because you you gain a lot of really good friends because of it but there isn't like afterwards like at the after party where you after you've had like a few drinks maybe um you know and you've had like a, a painful bout right and you're like you know you've got this like gigantic bruise or perhaps like you know an, an experience 
exposed bone. Mm, yeah, that's not good. Uh, and you're like, you did this to me. Right. To somebody. Like, is there any of that well, kind? Maybe. I think, I mean, we're all a little bit competitive. We want to play to win. But I think once you get to that point, it's like, it's over, right? We've moved on. And you're right. going to be like, I'm going to get you next time. Like, <laughs> like it's a lesson to learn. Like, you did that. And so I'm going to do better next time so that, you know, I don't have an exposed bone out of my arm. Like, I don't want yeah. that to happen again. So you're going to figure it out. So, Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, how many per, per bout? Like, how many fatalities? Would uh, we're we're like zero for the season. That's pretty. We're good. doing great. Yes, wow. yeah, zero. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen <laughs> has been a great year. <laughs> zero zero fatalities in the game. Yes, That's a big sign up. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. Uh, and now you guys tour as well. Tour. Yes, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you take you take you take like Queen City roller derby and you bring it Correct. on the road. And you kick other towns' butts. We do. We try like to, who's? absolutely. Well, this year, so we've been uh, to Calgary for a tournament called Flat Track Roller Derby. We've gone to Saskatoon for a tournament. We've gone to Brandon and played. And actually, the Sugar Skulls and the Grave Diggers are going up to Saskatoon on the 23rd to play their two travel teams, kind of our last bout of the season away from home mm-hmm. while on tour. Correct. Right. And, like, how many butts around the country have, have like, has our, has our team kicked? Uh, over the states too. We uh, oh, yeah. the, our Sugar Skulls team probably four years ago went down to Spokane for a tournament and played a lot of American teams as well as Canadian yeah. teams. So yeah, and our our Junior Derby, the misdemeanors, our travel team are actually going down to Billings at the end of the month to play in Billings. So have yeah. you noticed a difference between American and Canadian teams at all? Uh, Americans have like a, a bigger portion of roller derby, a lot more teams. So in terms of level, some of their skills are a little mm. bit higher. But uh, I think we hold our own. So. A little yeah, feisty, cool. yeah. 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 Um, do you, have you, like, been on the travel teams? Yes, yeah. No, yeah. I played on the Sugar Skulls, uh, not this season, but the previous seasons, yeah. Yeah. So how, it, like, what is it like, like, traveling as a derby person? Like, I guess you hear the stories about, um, you know, like, the hockey people, like, they're right. traveling around on their bus, mm-hmm. and, um, and there's, like, there's this infrastructure in Canada for hockey right. who, that's on the road, and it's everybody sort of understands it. But you guys are building this sport, right. like, as we speak, yes. kind of, across the country. Well, uh, we've only been on a bus once, and that was when we went to Spokane, and it was 18 hours plus on a bus, and it was right. horrible, and we'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah, and I guess there are no more buses for you to Well, that's, that's true. It's yeah. problematic, so, so yeah. whoever's got a mini van loads up as many people and we take a couple vehicles and drive wherever so yeah yeah, yeah. bus yeah. trips aren't as much fun when you have a really far distance to go yeah. yeah i guess it's more like being a rock band as opposed to like a hockey team because it is just pile into a van <laughs> drive for like a million <laughs> hours and, and get somewhere put on a show, yeah. On a show. Yeah. yeah exactly that works yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, how sustainable is this? Like, do you guys think that um, roller derby is like here to stay? I think so. I think we're we, you know we're in our tenth season. We introduced a fourth team this year. We're continuously growing, bringing in new skaters every year in terms of our fresh meat program and our learn to skate program. Uh, and it's different, right? So it's for someone that maybe doesn't fit in in other places that haven't been able to find that group of people. Roller derby tends to be a group of people where you can find someone because we're we're really eclectic, uh, and it's. It's cheap to play. It's not super expensive. When you think of some competitive sports, can be fairly, fairly expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's it's attainable for both young people and for older people. Right, and it's 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 affordable to go to to watch yeah. as well. Yeah, twelve dollars in advance, ten and under free. Holy, that's great! Right, fifteen dollars yeah. at the door isn't even that bad, and that's you can watch our junior championship as well as the senior championship. So you can get three games for fifteen dollars. 
Yeah. Oh, Steal of a deal. Yeah. And the Junior Derby is really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's in. It's pretty incredible to see these young skaters just yeah. go hard and go fast because they're fast because they're tiny. Some of them are tiny, but yeah. they are fast. Yeah, they're like some of us older skaters are just saying we're we're just going to retire now because like once these junior skaters come up and like are going <laughs> to kick our butts. Yeah, and we're just going to bow out gracefully when we can. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing how fast these little kids can skate. No fear. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah. yeah, you must be really proud to see like these teams. Oh, it's I, I I I coach because I love seeing people figure out what they're capable of doing and doing it on their own. Like I can give them the information that they need to figure it out, but it's purely on their own that they push themselves to get to where they need to be. And just coaching the young skaters this year is so much fun. Like I get to play games and tag, and like you know, it, it's different when you're used to adult women and then to go to like a 13 year old young person. It's it's a different vibe for sure, and I really really like it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, maybe we could go over again when everything is this weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's uh, Saturday, September the 9th. Correct. At the Cali. Correct. Which is the curling club out. On. You go down 13th and it's like that building yeah, above the a, dog park. It's a bit, yes, correct. A couple yeah. by the ball diamonds. Yeah. 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 And, uh, sorry, what was the time that it starts again? Uh, so the junior championship game is at 4.30. Which is really worth checking. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Especially if you have a young person in your life that maybe is looking for something different, come check out Roller Derby and see what it's all about because it might be a really great fit for them. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then our senior championship game begins at 6.45, and then the third place game will probably be around 8.15, all at the Cali. Cool. And where can people find this information out on the internet and any uh, other information about? Look up Regina Roller Derby or look us up Pile of Bones Derby Club on Facebook. Right. And if people want to become Derby Girls, they can find out the information there? Correct. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Aiden, what do you think? Um, well, after looking at my complicated rubric, I think, I think Ruby Raw Bones is indeed an improvement vector for the city of Regina. So we'd present you with our certificate of improvement. Awesome. Uh, we didn't have the budget for all the vowels oh, that, in your name. I see that. I see that. Yeah, That's yeah. okay, though. Yeah. So we'll if we can, you know, we've, we've asked, we've requisitioned some vowels from upstairs, so, and okay. if we get them, we, we may we'll issue another certificate. Okay, I'd appreciate that. That'd oh, be awesome. A whole other certificate? I guess we couldn't afford I, that, could we? Because we, we wouldn't we have any consonants left. No, so we'll just send the vowels. Right. Right. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll send them in an envelope. Awesome. Yeah, yeah and you can put them on yourself. Thank you. I, you know what? I can manage that. That'll, it'll look great. Okay. Cool. You can just write in the vowels. <laughs> no, no, no. No one will notice. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Uh... We can now move on to the next item on our agenda then. Um, we've, 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 we've got a new improvement vector. Right. So new improvement vector, check. check. Innovative revenue tools. Oh, okay, because I, I saw that written down, an innovative revenue tool. Uh, oh, so. that is a tool for the right. city to use so that it can, like an innovative tool even, uh-huh. that the city can then use to get new revenue. Because you know taxation that is so old fashioned. Right. Okay. So we 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 come up every week. We come up with ways for the city to improve its bottom line. You know, I feel like I've been doing this for like two years now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Okay. Roughly. Roughly. Roughly yeah. two years. Yes. Well, I, it's it's good that you're talking about it and that you reminded me because I have one. Do you? Excellent. Yeah. It's actually we're exploring. It's actually part roller derby. In part exploring the world of P3s, public-private partnerships. Interesting. And there is a new public-private partnership we're proposing 
mm-hmm. between Pile of Bones, mm-hmm. Roller Derby League, and Sunkissed Orange Incorporated. Really? Yes. What? How is this going to work? Um, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And generate loads of revenue for the city. Yeah. And everybody who comes into like within ten feet of of the whole affair, they'll just pockets will fill with money. So much yeah. Revenue. Yeah. Um. The. There, there's a few odd things, though. Okay. Um, there are some strange rules around it. Uh, for example, um, some research uh, we recently found in the agreement that the skaters can't wear roller skates for the first year. Oh, that'll, that'll hamper their ability to roller skate. Yeah, well, it has, they have to establish a track friction baseline. Oh, fair enough. To see, to That's see how it completely goes. reasonable. So then, then they can introduce like wheels into sure. the whole track. Um, they can only play twenty percent of a bout during that first year as well. Mm-hmm. So that you know, that's a little something that I find rather odd. When you introduce a private partner into these things, there's liability issues. That's true. You it's know? true. So and, you uh, can and understand why they'd want yeah. to take precautions. And they've also they've also got a few um, like na- branding notes. Uh, and I don't quite understand them. Like, for example, from now on, uh, pivots are going to be the jammers. Jammers are blockers. Blockers are still blockers, but they have to wear, like, a, an orange helmet cover. And they will be known as the citrus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you've, you've got to make, you've got to compromises yeah, with, with your partners. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, fresh meat will now be fresh-squeezed orange juice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And jam will be pulp. <laughs> okay. So that's, uh, so I mean, there's a little bit of branding. Yeah. So, But I think you can see, Ruby, how this, the the, the revenue opt- opportunities here. Yeah. Absolutely. Are undeniable. Absolutely. Oh, and the track will now be a kitchen. And every, and it has to happen in the morning because Sunkist wants people to associate orange juice with breakfast. Right. So. And derby. And derby. With orange juice, therefore. Therefore breakfast. It, the commutative principle, I think. So the track will be converted yeah. into a gigantic sort of kitchen setting, and it will have to happen like around seven thirty in the morning before the commute to work. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And for drinks, um, the beer would be out. I would imagine at the after parties, it would be all like or- vodka and orange juice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or orange juice and orange juice. Even better. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, so. That's and that that is how we will generate tons of revenue. Well, I think that's a great idea. I agree. But if that idea doesn't catch on, fortunately, we have a few other innovative revenue tools that we can rely on right now. I am on tenterhooks. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know, in the 1920s, the General Motors Company opened an automobile plant in the city and began producing 150 cars a day. The GMC factory was abandoned during the Great Depression, then taken over by the military during World War II to develop munitions for the war. There have been several reports of a secret weapon being developed at the old GMC plant. But after the war, all evidence of what was built there has been wiped from history. Today, the GMC plant is home to Regina's community radio station, CJTR. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools and a Kenton DeYoung fact. Yeah. Oh, no, not a Kenton DeYoung fact. Sorry, a Queen City Improved fact. Queen City fact. I have a Kenton DeYoung fact. I want to hear it. Did you know 
that before Kenton de Jong was a travel blogger, man about town and Kenton de Jong, mm -hmm. he was actually a fragment of a dream that appeared in everybody's minds once a year. Oh my god. I remember that dream now. See? Now that you mention it. Yeah, that dream with, that you had with Kenton de Jong. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder he seemed so familiar when he was here. That's exactly it. Eerily familiar. Eerily familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And but only only on January twentieth. I hated that night. Yeah. Well. Pff, yeah. I mean, that was a complete nightmare. I mean, I like Kenton. Yeah, I know, but like his 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 dreams were like the dreams that like surrounded him when he visited you in your sleep mm -hmm. were were just nightmarish. Where you yeah. were face to face with like all the regrets of your life. Yeah. Which he offered you in like a glowing orb in his hands. Yeah. While telling you about the history of the GMC plant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I think... Uh, or taking you on a cemetery tour. Or taking you on a cemetery tour. But he realized that there really wasn't much revenue in being a fragment of a dream. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, he had to pay rent. So, yeah. 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 I wonder what he did in school to become a fragment of a dream. Um, Drafting. Drafting? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Doesn't really follow, does it? No, no. <laughs> it's part of what makes Kenton so mysterious. Yeah. Well, um... That's a Kenton de Jong That fact. is a Kenton de Jong fact. From the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, let's see. What do we have next on our agenda? That was that was a great chatting about uh, Roller Derby. Time. I, I thought I so, too. I, was, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed talking with Ruby Robbo. Yes, yeah, I think everybody should go out to Roller Derby. Yeah, and I'm going to find out more about that hockey thing she mentioned. I'm not. No? Um, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, if they haven't been featured on the Queen City Improvement Bureau, how big of a sport can it possibly be, right? You make a good point, sir. Yeah. Yes. Okay, next up on the agenda, we have a new segment called YQR, or Queen City Worst Case Scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should really have a theme song for it. Worst Case Scenarios. It's not the best case, it's the worst case. Oh no. That's yeah, that's good. We should yeah. now we all we need is like some pump and beats. Pump and beats or maybe some Spanish guitar. I like or it. Or both. Okay. Yeah. We'll work on that. Uh yeah, so worst case scenario. So these are situations where you know you've been told all along that everything is gonna be all right. Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Expect mm. the best. And then a little bit of time passes, and less than the best turns out. It's to true. be true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, because we had a couple of we had a couple of worst maybe not worst case, but certainly close to the not greatest cases uh, drop over the last week since our last right. meeting. Um, one of them, no surprise, I suppose, for some people, it's the first week of school for young children. And the city, uh, the Queen City, has some new public-private partnership schools. Right. So this, this is an innovative, like, new new thing they've got going. Yeah. Because education should never be left in the hands of um, the public. Certainly not without some private oversight. No way. Yeah. Because if, if you're not making a profit off, like, the molding of little children's minds, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly. I mean, something that important has to be worth some bucks. Oh, yeah. Big, big bucks. <laughs> serious serious yes. dollars. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, they figured um, they could, uh, you know, the, these schools, I mean, the understanding was when these schools were opened, uh, there's three of them in the city, public-private mm-hmm. partnerships, brand new. Uh, they were completed really, really quickly. They've just opened, and the understanding always was, you know, these would just be normal schools, right? right. Just okay. like any other school. But slightly more efficient. Right, because yeah. capitalism. Because capitalism, yes. Yeah. Um, and certainly one thing that, you know, nobody saw coming were a bunch of restrictions imposed on the schools by the private partner. Yeah, of course not. Well, actually, that seems to be what has turned out. Oh. Um, yeah, the CBC uh, had wrote, recently put out a, an article about a, um, a report uh, that uh, they they saw, and it is a uh, it's a handbook that goes out to staff at all the schools on how to treat your P3 school. Yeah, and there's some stuff in there that they found a little surprising. Now, what I could do is I could like just read all of the stuff that's in there to you, but I thought what I should do is I should take this handbook and I should put it in the hands of one of the uh, facility user groups. Oh, so a child. A school-aged child. Right. And let the school-aged child read the report and see what they have to say about this report. So um, I'll play that right now. What is this? It's the uh, the P3 Schools Reference Guide for Staff. P3? Public-private partnership. Just read this stuff highlight. Hi, I'm a typical 11-year-old girl. This is my hot take on P3 Schools. Mutational partner mutual mutual partnership help desk in accordance with school use and scheduling blah 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 faculty changes decoration or modification to schools dorm can be mounted on walls doors ceilings windows ceiling spaces wall fixtures without written authorization from jump permission must be obtained from the school division prior to any action which would or could penetrate past the drywall thickness penetration permit is required no more than 20 percent of the wall space in a classroom can be covered with decorative material there is no exemption for seasonal decorations windows are not to be open for the first year to create an air exchange based on what the shit, dad is this for real i mean seriously shit. what the living shit. you let me hang more shit on my walls they're treating teachers like children Penetration permits? What the is that? Glad to see the heads, but the province are cutting down on paperwork. And no opening windows for a year? Are they me? Kids need fresh air. I mean, I can't believe you made me read this bull. Okay, that's a hot take from a typical 11-year-old girl. That is very hot. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was a take, all right. Yeah. I think... So it sounds to me like if if the teachers and administration want to do things like, I mean, like radical things like open a window, right? They can't. No. Okay. They can't the, open a window not for the first year. Okay. They, right. Air, they have to ex- establish an air exchange baseline. Yeah, by um, Jump, which is the Joint Use Mutual Partnership. Right. Yeah. So, so. the private partner needs to establish an air exchange baseline. Are they, is it an experiment to see, like, what the, like, off-gassing of new materials will do to children? Is that what we're... It could be what is the off-gassing from children. It could be. (laughs) But let's, let's be real here. Yeah. In a public school... Yeah. If, say, a teacher 
wanted to sort of run through the wall and leave a, a hilarious Looney Tunes style hole behind him or her self. Yep. I mean, do you know the paperwork that goes into like making that happen? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah. I mean, so let's let's get some perspective here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so it isn't just a ban on opening windows for the first year. There's also, um, uh, according to um, the, now they say it's because of fire marshal guidelines that are just guidelines, uh, that teachers can't decorate their walls with more than, uh, more than 20% of their wall wow. space. And there's no, um, I, there's no exemption for, se- uh, for seasonal decorations. I would, I'd like to have a talk with this fire marshal guidelines yeah if that is his or her real name yes <laughs> it is i believe it is it's right here fire marshal guidelines says fire marshal todd guidelines no i think his name is marshall oh marshall todd oh marshall todd marshall todd guidelines <laughs> right yeah and there's this the, the word fire just appears randomly in front of his name yeah following him around it's like the part of your name it just shows up <laughs> Um, and what else? Uh, yeah, they can't hang things from the ceilings. Uh, no decorative light strings like Christmas lights. These things can't be used in the P3 schools. Wow. Yeah. Well, who would want to have fun? Yeah. yeah. At school. Well, yeah, they're not for, they're not for fun. Um, the other thing, uh, the NDP has been all over this provincially. Uh, no surprise because they are the opposition. It is their job. Uh, they're wondering next, uh, schools, uh, the city uses schools as um, they, they they have an agreement with the school board so that community groups can use schools for their gyms that they can you know have programs that they run mm-hmm. out of schools and it is yet to be determined uh, how this is quite going to work with the P3 schools we're going to find out in October actually that'll be the uh, the test run on that hmm. so it's all kind of up in the air and you know but you know we've been told everything's going to be fine. Just right. as long as you don't want to open a window or hang something on your wall. Exactly. Or on 80% of your wall. 80%. <laughs> on 80% of the wall. Yeah. What they don't, you know, they don't, to be fair, to jump, they don't specify which 20% That's has true. to be covered and which 80% has to stay uncovered. So. Do they have anything to say about stalactites? I mean, no, they don't. There's no specific exemption on stalactites. I mean, or or stalagmites. I no. mean, because those aren't things you hang on the on a ceiling or on the floor. Right. Those are naturally occurring. They structures. might just form during the process of getting an air exchange baseline. That's right. I mean, uh, sorry, are the P3 schools in town are they caverns? I uh, would think that'd be a really good way for them to go. I think so. I mean, yeah. that's I mean, that's would be really an expensive material. Just Absolutely. fashion your school out of an existing cavern, right? Yeah, and just deal, and just you know, you just have to make exemptions for the stalactites. I'm beginning to think this is why you didn't win the P3 bid. You know, I I really worked hard on my like cavern-based P3 schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, may, maybe I'm tooting my own horn here. Mm-hmm. But uh, come on! Yeah, I remember there was that whole month where you had the uh, the helmet with the the headlamp on it, yeah. and you were sitting at your desk going, "Come on, let me educate your children." In chink, chink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I think I got the idea when I found the headlamp. I'm like, what's a good way to make sure lots of people wear these all the time? Yeah. And I thought children would love it. 
Yeah. And we have all those like old helmets, like those like those finned helmets mm-hmm. from that like scheme that didn't quite work out yep. um, to get commuters to work faster. Um, and I thought, well, we'll just fit them with the lights. Yeah. Yeah, we could teach kids about mining. Exactly. Like they come out of they come out of schools fully prepared to become miners. Right. And let's face it, like kids are indistinguishable from Disney dwarves. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the beards. <laughs> they you know, they make crap like that every day in school That's out of true. like cotton batting they can make their and own beards. Macaroni. Exactly. <laughs> macaroni cotton cotton White batting paste. Beard and paper mache. Yeah. 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 And chicken wire. Damn, they should have left us in charge. I know. Um well, you know. So there you go. So well, that's we, we got that's, promoted to the basement. We so. got promoted to the basement yeah. so we don't get to educate your children. Exactly. It's too bad. Yeah, too bad, Regina. Yeah, next time. Next time because I'm sure that this P three thing is gonna take off. Oh yes. And they're gonna need more. Um yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else? Uh, no, I don't think there is. So I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out how the P3 schools work out. Uh, you know, there was another article uh, published just this week saying that, uh, you know, the schools are really nice. The kids really like them. So. Wow, that's great. Yep. Yep. If the kids of course, really they can't like get out because all the windows are sealed shut. Right. So. And, the do- and they've installed glass doors, which actually accidentally got classified as a window yeah. by a bureaucratic error. So now they, they're stuck. Yeah. All right. So P3 schools, maybe. It's like, I had a note here. Uh, it's like uh, the jump is um, Mr. Roper. Right. A, a, nosy, a nosy landlord. <laughs> a nosy, bossy landlord <laughs> who dresses terribly. Right, well, maybe well, one day when Mr. Furley comes. Every Furley! Time. It was was Mr. Roper. Then it was Mr. Roper and then Mr. Then Furley, Mr. Furley, yeah. And the Furley, yes. No, but you see, in my head, I was thinking of Mr. Furley because uh, he wore those fantastic neckerchiefs. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And he was always upset about the goings-on. Yeah. Okay, what else happened this week? What other worst-case scenario hit the YQR? Well... I have a note that says stadium. Stadium. What, what is that? Um, you know what? I had to go to the internet and I punched that word into um, into Google. Oh, I thought I think it's goggle. No, see, I I punched it into I punched stadium into goggle, and got it to to spack spack stadium, oh. and it came out and said stadium. Oh. And it's just you know on a whim, I stuck goggle into goggle, and it told me that it's actually pronounced Google. Right. Yeah. Um, I love using Goggle because it's great for, like, spelling errors and typos. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, we were going to talk about the stadium. Uh, oh. When we were sold on the stadium oh so many years ago, back in the early part of the 2010s. Um, we were so much younger then. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of sold on the whole idea that, you know, we've got, in, we've got like, buy-in from the provincial government and the Rough Riders and the city and you know the province and the rough riders are going to give us a bunch of money and we're going to have like this stadium and we don't have to pay the whole bill and that you know this is a bargain and you know i even kind of remember a time at city council where councillor hawkins weighed in on uh, on this and this is what councillor hawkins this is how he described the deal to uh to buy the stadium and to build the stadium that's not just a good deal, it's a hell of a deal. So that was, that was, it's not just a good deal. deal, it's a hell of a deal. And uh, I'm not sure if we can say hell in our meetings just casually, but 
public, but Council Hawkins said it. It is on the public record. Exactly. It's in the Hansard, the municipal wow. Hansard. Nice. So I'm glad he said that because time has completely vindicated Councillor Hawkins, uh, showing us recently that this stadium is, it's like a super triple hell of a deal. How so? It's going to make us loads of money? Yeah. Um, apparently, um, the concerts and games have been, like, raking in all the cash. All of the cash? Yeah. Huh. It, yeah. it has? Yeah. So we're swimming in money? Do you know? Do you I know, thought this was just a busted pipe no, that no, was filling no. up the basement with water. Do you know why you seem, why you think you're, like, a foot taller? Why? It's because the soles of your shoes are just nothing but, like, wadded up bills now. Oh, yeah. And walking around, I'm wadded up like tens and yeah. ones. I've actually been hoarding my wadded up bills so I can like wrap them around my legs and my arms and my torso to keep me warm in the wintertime. Oh, that's great. I do, yeah. it, I do it to keep the radiation away. Uh, oh, that's good too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So. Insulate yourself with cash, Regina. Yep. Because it's all coming from the stadium. Which, you know, it's funny that we say this because, um, you know, there's negative Nellies at the leader post. Uh, and and, and they have an improvement vector on staff there. Really? David Fraser, he was here in in the sub-basement. Well, I'm glad there's somebody at the Luther Post who's going to report the truth of things. Well, I guess that's what he's doing, because he just recently put out a piece called Mosaic Stadium, an intangible asset to city, but won't make money. Okay, now obviously that's not true. Well, I mean, look at our feet. Yeah. Look at the wads of bills around us. Exactly. Um, in it, we learn that, uh, according to Mayor Michael Fougere, um, you know, there was a lot of people who thought that the stadium was going to generate enough revenue to cover all the costs of the stadium. But according to uh, Michael Fougere, uh, he's quoted in the article saying, uh, when you model and talk about what is a return, what's the investment, and what is the economic potential of the stadium, we're not going to make any money on this one. Huh. I imagine him doing it with that like smile and like a little bit of a chuckle. We're not going to make any money on this one. <laughs> next, next stadium though for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a, yeah, on a more serious note, whoever thought the stadium was going to make money? Oh, I well, don't know. Obviously, lots of people did. Yeah, because this 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 article has been kind of a bombshell for some people. Well, yeah, their socks have been knocked off, and they found that there's no wads of money in their socks. Right, and because uh, you know, I, I looked at the wads of money, like the bills on my feet and like around my legs and arms and chest. Turns out they're all meeting minutes, and um, I think there's a Denny's menu in there too. I'll have to check mine out later. Yeah, Denny's menu. Yeah, I know. I'm going to order from Denny's. Yeah, good idea. If we only had enough money to order from Denny's. Oh my God, maybe it'll take meeting minutes. Oh, I might. What else did Fougere have to say? Oh yeah, he said, um, "Mosaic, the new Mosaic Stadium is not strictly an economic return in the sense that you have a return on investment in the classic business sense." (laughs) Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, and then and then David Fraser wonders aloud in the piece, how much the stadium is going to cost is still unknown. Um, it's funny because we've talked about this before in the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Um, there's a report from 2013. Uh, the um, executive committee version of it is EX 13-2. Uh, this was um, discussed at a subsequent council meeting on uh, the Regina Revitalization Initiative, stadium project funding and financing. And in there, the, stidi- the city's staff in drafting the financial 
plan for the stadium points out that um, the estimated city contributions, just the city contribution over the 30 years of the project for the stadium is going to be $405.6 million. So that... um, the, what the city okay so what the city actually like invested um, the cost of the building was two hundred and seventy eight million dollars the provincial grant was eighty million dollars the city of Regina kicked in seventy three million dollars that we had to borrow money to do and then the Rough Riders kicked in twenty five million dollars where they sold the name of the stadium and all of the mm-hmm. things like the reason you can't get a craft beer in the stadium is uh, because of this twenty five million dollars right because they sold the pouring rights to Molson's. Surprise, surprise. Um, then we also took out a loan through the province. We didn't get a loan from the province for $100 million. The province helped us get a loan for $100 million. There's a $12 ticket tax on every ta- ticket. People love taxes, so we've got them on our tickets. <laughs> 12 bucks a ticket, and that's going to pay off the $100 million principal. The interest on that is on the city's coffers. Ah. The interest on the $73 million is on the city's coffers. All of the maintenance and operations and everything that comes with owning a stadium is on the city's coffers. And the city estimates that's going to come to, um, what did I have it at, $405 million. Uh, we also, because of the time when we did the borrowing, it cost a little bit more to borrow the money than we had expected. So it's actually going to cost a little bit more than that, and it's going to be paid off over 31 and a half years. And that means that about... It's going to cost us about $13 million a year, if you break that down, for 31 and a half years. Hmm. So I thought it might be instructive to, um, now that we know that this stadium is going to be a money loser, and uh, we know how much it's going to cost, $13 million a year, and that all the um, Guns N' Roses concerts in the world are not going to help pay for that. Because apparently the Guns, the guns they don't know how we did on the Guns N' Roses, but the Brian Adams concert, the numbers aren't out yet, but in the article it suggests that that didn't make us a whole lot of money. For some reason hmm. Brian Adams was not a big cash cow. Um, but we can compare that $13 million that we're spending annually, estimated, on the stadium. Uh, to other expenses like community services and sport and recreation facilities. So these are all of the other recreation and community facilities that the city maintains that everybody else uses. That's $8.9 million. Hmm. So a stadium that's just used by riders, rider fans and sports, you, you know, basically elite sports is getting 13.26. All of our other, all of our pools, all of our tennis courts, 8.9. All of our park maintenance for the city, $9.5 million. So, um, yeah, you're wondering about, like, roads, asphalt services, $5.6 million. Uh, asphalt production, 368000 Roadway preservation, $1.6 million. These are, like, the operating costs, so, like, right. the day-to-day. Transit is $30.5 million. So the stadium is 43% of that budget. But the stadium employs 213 people full-time. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, anyways, those are the... I just... I looked at the clock and I realized I've been rambling. So I'm going to shut up now. That, that's okay. I think uh, I, I think one way the stadium could make money is yeah. that... Because uh, we looked at the old stadium and they sold off a bunch of parts and memorabilia. Uh, so they could do the same with a new one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just take it apart and sell the bits. That's a good idea. Yeah. And that, that way you'll definitely get a return on investment. Right on. Although now somebody will have to find a new place to play football. Yeah. Oh, well. There's always lawn bowling and roller derby. And fire golf. And fire golf. Okay, I'm going to call for an adjournment. Um, yeah, I think.
I can see an adjournment coming. I understand. You second that motion? I second that motion. That motion is passed. Good, great. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We are broadcasting weeklies uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Thursdays and again rebroadcast Monday mornings from, is it 8 to 9 or 9 to 10? 9 to 10 a.m. So you can listen on the drive to work. Your hosts have been Paul Duchenne, that's him, and Aiden Morgan, that's me. Music was from uh, Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Our guest tonight was Ruby Rawbones from Pile Bones Derby Lee. Uh, what else have we got? Um, hey, if you want to listen to us uh, off, off and uh, just live, you can listen to us. Um, as a podcast. As, yeah, as a podcast. On, on iTunes? On iTunes. Or at cjtr.ca slash podcast. Yeah, um, find us on Twitter, Queen City IB, on Facebook, and of course on our website, queencityib.com. Queencityib.com. Yeah. Coming up next is the Nerdcore Cabaret with Medi D, followed by the cockpit. And I believe there's a new show coming up. There is. There's Melt with Julian Kelly playing Synthwave and Future Pop I am at midnight. I am looking forward to that. Yeah. So. Until then, keep on improving.